Institute. Episode 17 of the United Way. We were going to call it the nanny episode. Or the Daily Blend or Raymond Van Le Gaal. But we just it's Garnacho. It's the Ganacho episode. Wow. Viva Ganacho. The greatest goal. Probably ever scored in the Premier League. Yeah. It was absolutely outrageous. Yeah, it is. It was better, far better than Rooney's bicycle kick because of if you take movement. If, you take, if you take the context out of it, a winner in a derby is ridiculous. Yeah. But in terms of how technically difficult that is. He goes chasing yeah. the ball for a good five, ten yards. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. And then there was a second little volley in the second half when Delow kind of clips it to him and I thought to him, I thought to myself, it was like, there's no way he's burying this top ends as well. There's no way. But he buried the top row. Yeah. Just um, unbelievable. And we weren't really expecting that. We weren't expecting, you know, such a good performance from United. Now, the first half, we were absolutely... Poor. We were terrible, we, dominated by Everton. Um, only for clueless. only for Kobe, Maguire, yeah, and Onana, yeah. we'd have probably conceded three in that goal, in, in that fourth half. I hope people forget that episode <laughs> where we slate Maguire because he's been. No, he deserved to be slated, but he also deserves to be praised. He's come, he, he's come back into the fold and he's been absolutely immense. I it, actually have. He's been fantastic, hasn't he? I have a little sh- a little stat here. It's, so it's him um, and Martinez, isn't it? They're the, they're the starting centre back. Has to be, has to be. So in the in the six games that um, Maguire has started this season, United you know, have won five and have three clean sheets. Unbelievable. So uh, credit where credit is due. Yeah, we absolutely slated the guy. Um, he obviously wanted to stay and fight for his position, and he's done exactly that. I think credit to the manager as well. I think he's coached yeah. M- Maguire and dealing dealing with the criticism that, that Maguire gets online. We obviously criticised him here. I think we criticised him fairly, considering the what was going on at the, at the time. Yeah. We never really went in hard on his performances and stuff. Um, mm. But yeah, credit where credit's due. The guy fought to get himself back into the team and he's probably probably the best defender that we have right now well yeah he is 100% best defender that's fit I should say yeah well I think Martinez I always you know I'll stand by it he is our best defender oh boy he's he's crucial to to how we play like physically defensively and also in our build up play he is so crucial (laughs) that's great (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, before just, before the, we just the caveat before we start recording, I was talking about um, PlayStation games that he's, he's currently playing the new Spider Man. I didn't know you posted that. And uh, <laughs> he's waiting for um, he's waiting for GDA come out, and I said that I was still rocking a PS4. And I was recording the whole thing with my story, and I just posted it, and PlayStation just DM me laughing faces. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the footy, back to the footy, back to the football. Um, um, but can we actually take? A second, a hot second for the go that is Kobe. I tweeted it last night. I know this is the Garnacho episode, but it's that, also no, the, that, the Kobe, Kobe Minu. Is it Minu or Minu? I think it's Minu. Minu. I think it's Minu. The Kobe this, Minu appreciation episode. This kid, bro. This I'm gonna let you fucking yeah. kid is ridiculously good. Ridiculously good. Apparently, I read that Ten Hag had given him a specific training program for that number six role. Hmm. 
I've it's been a long, long time since I've seen a child step onto that stage, an eighteen year old, and completely boss a game the way they did. Okay, I know it's Everton, I know they had the ten point deduction, I know they're fighting relegation, I know like this it's just different levels. His reading of the game, his composure and ability to just go boy players, shrug players, like that ball that he played down the line to Fernandez. Oh. That's like a joke. Were you thinking that he was going to pass it back? One million percent. Yeah. One million percent. I thought I, I thought he was going to drop his shoulder towards the line yeah. to give himself a yard and turn back I, and it pass it back. It was a shock for me. I was like, oh. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then I was waiting for a flag to go up. Yeah. And it was, mo- it was miles on. Yeah. Rid- r- ridiculous. Kid is ridiculous. There's even a phase, I think it's Lindelof and we ping the ball over to him. And he just delays his mm. force touch delays it and then waits for the player to just ever so slightly commit and then his force touches away yeah. and even to do that on the halfway line at 18 years of age in the Premier League is mm. a joke Yeah, like this kid is special and you know you just whatever clause I don't care what it is put the, put actual Old Trafford as collateral I'll on this put, kid put a, put a, Ke- a Pedri Gavi-esque uh, clause. No, I'm talking like if you want to buy this kid you need to buy the entire city of Manchester <laughs> like I'm ta- like now C- you, you know City are interested in him. Yeah. You, do, you heard about that. But then again, I'm, inter- weeks ago. I'm interested in buying a Ferrari, but we do know things aren't going to happen, right? D- this kid, um, yeah, he's the real deal. And I stated there a couple of months ago that maybe we should slowly integrate him into the team, have him playing League Cup games, FA Cup games, etc. I'm, I completely have gone back on that, that, um, that statement that I made after watching him against Everton. I do he think we is, need to manage his minutes. To definitely, definitely manage his minutes because I'd be, I'm petrified now in case he gets injured. Mm. Looking at, you know, our fucking long-standing injury list, the amount of players that are injured. Another thing that I just loved so much about him, he gave Bruno Fernandes that bit of freedom, mm. that bit of weight off Bruno Fernandes' shoulders to not work so much and not kind of have one of those frustrating games because Bruno has been, he hasn't been at his best. And when he's playing for Portugal, he has players in that midfield that, that allow him of, to roam. That allow him freely. to roam. And Bruno, I could see yesterday, he had a really good game. And that was all down to Kobe Mainu playing behind him. Mm. And he has that in with Portugal. I think, is it Paulinho plays behind them? Yeah. He does all the, the dirty work for him. But not only that, he, he did all that defensive dirty work, but he also... He was expressing himself a bit more. He was he was getting forward, progressing the ball. When's, progressing when's, the, when's ball. the last time we had a centre midfielder carry the ball forward? Well, I mean aesthetically, and I know we're not his biggest fans, but you can't deny aesthetically, Paul Pogba was a pleasing player to watch, and he's very like Paul Pogba in the way he plays, yeah. in the way he progresses with the maybe ball. Maybe not as maybe not as flashy, but definitely in terms of no. his passing range, his his movement, the little pockets on the pitch in which he kind of floats into to get yeah. on, to get on the ball, how comfortable he is on the ball. Mm. Um, like there was a there was a, a little phase of play. I think he gets the ball directly off on Nana, turns, burst through two players and then slips Garnacho through yeah. I think it was in the fourth half and Pick, Pickford was positioned fairly well to pick it off I think the pass was a little heavy but even just having a defensive midfielder that can do that I know there's just a sense of comfort saying like, and he's an 18 year old kid. kid he's a kid but he was playing like he was a 26, 27 year old player who's you know in that, played in that prime yeah played 200 odd games in the Premier League Yeah, this kid we, yeah, I agree with you. We need to do everything to keep this kid at the club. Ratcliffe coming in 
Like that kid needs to be the priority. He needs to. I've, we I've, need to protect him. I don't think I've ever said this about a United player ever, but he is the type of player that you build a team around. Yeah, absolutely, at one hundred percent. And I don't think I've said that about any player. I didn't I've never said it about Rooney. I've never said it about Ronaldo. Mm. I I think this is the type of player you build your entire team around. And I don't think we're crazy here getting ahead of ourselves because we have lacked a player like this since Michael Carrick. Yeah. We have. A player that that has that composure in midfield. Has those defensive And this kid's ceiling is is beyond that. This kid's ceiling, he has the ability to be Mm. probably... Like, I mean, someone tweeted, we said this is going to be an appreciation episode for him and someone tweeted Ballon d'Or. This kid is capable that of That someone was my cousin over in England, Robert. Yeah. This kid Shout is... Out to Robert Milan, my cousin. Robert. <laughs> Robert. This kid is capable of win- yeah. winning a Ballon d'Or without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. My only concern is there, Ballon d'Ors tend to be um, a popularity contest of who scores the most goals. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think... It, well, it wasn't the case with Haaland. He scored the most goals and he couldn't win him second to Messi who won a World Cup. Do you, do you, did you agree with that? No. Put the bias aside because I, I thought Haaland Haaland absolutely should have won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. But then again, think of it, think of what the Ballon d'Or actually is. Like, do you think last year, goals aside, do you think Haaland was the best player in the world? I, yeah. You think he was he, you think he was the, the best do, player? No, I do, I do. hundred percent he was. Best goal scorer, but who, not the best player. Who was the best player in the world? What was Messi doing on the European stage? But towards was, the, towards the tail end of like I know the Ballon d'Or is done like when Messi won the World Cup fucking, you know, nearly a year before the before the Champions League, but you, you, you could argue it was De Bruyne and, and Haaland. But Jude Bellingham? No, I don't think so. Not not when he was at Dortmund. Not when he was at. Well, he's at Madrid. He's at Madrid. But it was too. It, it was too like. But he's obviously doing something at Dortmund enough for Madrid to go and splash that cash on. But this is. They, and then it's just proven now how good he actually is when he's in. That, they determined that the result end. from the end of the twenty twenty three season. So Bellingham will be in the shout. I still don't for think Ballon d'Or next next year. Oh. 2024 and if he doesn't 100%. win it, if, if he doesn't win it it's a crumb but for me it was Haaland to, come on you break the goal scoring record in England which is you know a, a lot of people have viewed that as, a, as an impossible feat mm. who was the last per, who scored 50 goals Salah I think no it wasn't Salah no Salah scored 40 odd it was back in the 60s by the way uh, Andrew Loud an OG producer is here today producing the episode Andrew will get that information shortly. Andrew, thank you very much for producing our episode this week, buddy. Um, no, oh. to, to break that goal scoring record in England is just, it's crazy. Yeah, like, like I, the hat trick. I, I suppose, like, I look at football um, from, from a different standpoint. There's, there's this. There's I know, I know, and I understand. Um, and I remember you mentioned this in one of the, the earlier episodes. Yeah, how yeah. Zidane and Modric both won Ballon d'Ors yes. with single digit goals and assists because you can impact the game far beyond the goal or an assist. There's a, there's a perfect clip, right? I think these kids are about 15 years of age, right? Um, and I actually think they're in South Africa or something playing. And this kid creates um, a goal scoring opportunity without even touching the ball. The ball's played to him twice and it's two body feints and the ball just goes boom and yeah. his team go through, right? He doesn't touch the ball at all in those phases mm. but he's the person that creates the chance. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? So this is why like, okay, yeah, Haaland in terms of a goal scorer. Do I think Ronaldo is the greatest goal scorer of all time? Yes. Do I think Ronaldo is the greatest footballer of all time? No. Absolutely not. There you go. So it's Absolutely. the same reason why I think, do I think Haaland was the greatest goal scorer last year? Mm. Absolutely without a shadow of a doubt. Do I think he's the best footballer? Not even, he's not even the best footballer at Man City. 
just so unclear what I'm looking up here. Is it single season goal records? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. All competitions. All competitions. All, all competitions for English top flight. Okay. Uh, give me a minute. Was it an, an Everton player? Was it Dixie? Dixie Dean. Dixie Dean. He scored 61 league goals. He scored 61 league goals. Yeah. How many games? I will. Yeah, they played more games. I think they played more games back then. Uh, Longer season. It would have. It would have been a bigger league. I think. Just trying to find it here. I had it here a second. So it wouldn't have been subjected to twenty teams yeah. over thirty eight games or whatever. Remember there was twenty two teams in the league, even at the start the first start few Premier League, League seasons. Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah. So that was what, forty six games, was it? But yeah. Ha- Haaland's not even the best player on Man City. Rodri is. Yeah, I agree with that. Straight but, up. But I just think what, what he did last season. So put, it should be acknowledged. So, so, You're part of a treble winning season. So, so, so put it this way, right? So well, Ronaldo did it at Real Madrid and he won Ballon d'Ors for it. So why can't why couldn't Haaland? I, I think it's a compelling argument. Uh, I think I think the difference between say Messi, Ronaldo, and, and Haaland is Messi and Ronaldo have both created goals out of nothing. I cannot think of a single Haaland goal where he's created a goal for himself out of nothing. I created a few goals last year. Yeah, I what, think he was, of, was he in double digits in assists. I don't think. He no, I mean creating goals for himself. Like if you're in the box and you square it to somebody else, yeah, like, I suppose, yeah. But like, like, part like, look at Vinicius Roy. Like so, Dave here last week, Vinicius Roy was his was his favorite player, right? Um, <clears throat> if you took David Beckham out of that United side, so do you think Vinicius Roy would scored as many goals? No, probably not. There you go. So who's a better footballer, Beckham or Vinicius Roy? Beckham. Mm. Just to put the Dixie Dean thing to bed, it was nineteen twenty-seven to twenty-eight season, and there were they played forty-two league games. Yeah. So Haaland. So if you if you if quite the the game difference, Haaland, yes, probably smashed that record. I think he didn't he just break a quickest player yeah. to fifty goals. Now, yeah, he, he that just, was that was it was sixty league goals. Haaland scored thirty-six league goals last season. All competitions was yeah, but thirty six league goals only thirty eight games is a joke. Like. <laughs> it is a joke, which you can't like. I still don't think he's the best player in the world. He's not even the best player in Man City, and that's what I'm I'm dying on. Do that you here. think he's better than Mbappe? Yeah, yeah, because I, I think Harry Kane's better than Mbappe. Oh, ha- well, 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 every, Har- every did, single did, person that dealt with Harry Kane when he was in the Premier League because he's played for Spurs. Each a hat now. Well, at this very moment, Harry Kane and Jude Bellingham are the two best players in the world. candidates. Yeah, f- win the Ballon d'Or next year. Easy. Um, like it's not like the pressure now on England to deliver at the Euros next year is huge. Oh yeah. No, like they, they've it's because there's no excuses. Um, the squad that they have because is just a, they've the best squad. Saka, international squad. Saka and Declan Royce are carrying Arsenal. Yeah. Right. Two players in that English squad. They have Foden, who was a generational talent at Man City. Yeah. Um, Kyle Walker, right back. Kyle Walker still there playing around. If if they can get Reese James fit. Yeah. They have Trent. Trent, you can play him. They're going to play him in midfield. You, you can play him in, in in midfield, or even as an inverted right back. The way yeah. Pep does sometimes. Um, centre back pairing. McGuire in there, John Stones. No, John Stones. John Stones probably one of the best, like he's um, been injured though. Unbelievable. He's, ba- he's back. He's back for a couple of games. Um, Oh, you can honestly go as far as I think their goalkeeper is probably the only weak link. You put Pickford in there, Ramsdale. You put Ramsdale ahead of Pickford, wouldn't you? I would personally. He he, um, he seems to. And then yeah, through the middle, like Bellingham, Grealish, Foden, uh, Kane. <laughs> like this is a joke. It's like playing FIFA. Yeah, like, it's a joke. And, and and Sterling is now and, back in ahead of Rashford. 
yeah, got, like and and that's a good good segue now back back to last night's game and and Rashford. Yeah. Um, I'd have, have torched them up a half one. Yeah, I know, I know the penalty. Bruno gave him the penalty, and it was an emphatic finish on the penalty. I'll give the kid that he was poor. He I'm, was pissed. I think poor. it's I think it's a mentality thing. He looked like he, he just looked like he wasn't arsed. There was a phase. If I if I was the manager, I'd have torched him up at half time. And if we gave him benefit of the doubt and said, "Look, I'll give you another ten minutes or so," yeah. there was a phase when he went over to the left hand side and they overloaded him and Granacho, and they lose the ball, but Rashford wins it back, and he does this lazy f- flick of a pass, and, yeah. we lose, and we lose the ball. And I just on that moment there, I'd have just torn straight to Pelestri on the bench and goes, "Don't even warm up. You're going straight on." But yeah. the next one, the ball goes out. You're going on. It's very very concerning. I'm very concerned. I've never it's... seen a player hit a peak like he did last yeah. year and hit such a slump this year. Like they it, don't even look like the same human being. It's weird. It's it seems to be it's it seems to be he's like he's like Manchester United itself, the the club itself. He's like a cycle. A cycle of you know decent. So before and then before we the get the following season it's rock bottom. Yeah. And before we get to the hot take of all hot takes, um here's a bit of a hot take. Sure, the United have cashed in when PSG were kind of tinkering with Rashford a couple of years ago. Probably, oh, I think so. I, I honestly think so. Probably. Now, my biggest, my bigger issue is there when that, I, when those phones come into the club, <laughs> how much of it goes into buying a replacement. Well, the whole dynamic is going to change yeah, with this Ratcliffe one. thing, and if Paul Mitchell comes in, you know, no doubt he'll be identifying targets that you know can play on the left and compete with Rashford. On the left, um, another. I mean, we have to stay on the game because I think you know a huge boost uh, to the squad is having Luke Shaw back. Absolutely, I could not agree with you more. And we go back to Rashford. That could possibly be the turning point for Rashford. But at the same but time, you, there can't and and that's we can't make excuses. I've, for, I've, I've said this well. on this podcast before. Like a player that's supposedly of Rashford's caliber, you're meant to be in the upper echelon of like elite players. Yeah. And the salary that that he's on, yeah, his performances cannot be dictated by who plays behind them at left back. Yeah, that that can't be a thing. It it just can't be. Yeah, it never was with Ronaldo. No, never. Was. Ronaldo. It didn't matter. Who Ronaldo was could put in a world class performance, and he'd have Wes Brown. And for most of that season, oh seven, oh eight, he had Wes Brown and John O'Shea playing behind him. Yeah, and he was linking up so well with those players. Yeah, you know. And this this is this is what I mean. Like, if you want, you can't be a world class player. But your performance dip to the levels they dip when someone like Luke Shaw isn't playing. If anything, it just goes to show how good Luke Shaw is. He's brilliant. Like he is. Like you, you rave about him all the time. I do rave about him because like, he's. And, um, I I think he gets a lot of un, un, undeserved slack on on the internet. Um, I really do. I think. Yeah, I think he's absolutely brilliant, and he's a huge miss when he's not, yeah. when he's not on the team. Um, I think he's a hugely talented player. I think he. He brings so much to the team defensively, going forward. I ca- I like to call him the dot connector. Yeah. Because he just connects so well uh, with the left side of the cent of of central midfield, and he connects so well with the player who's playing in front of him. Um, he just provides so much. His set piece set pieces, he's unbelievable. Mm. Um, yeah. He's fantastic. His passing is incredible. His crossing, yeah, he's he's a, a a marvel of a player, and it's you know it's just keeping it's the fucker, a real shame it's just keeping the fucker fit. It's keeping him fit, and it's it's it is it's a it's a terrible shame 
that he hasn't, you know, he doesn't have a Premier League medal. Because for me, he has been one of the best fullbacks in the Premier League in the last decade. Oh, yeah. 100% he has. Easily. You know, Um, there's that debate between him and Robertson. I think he slightly edges Robertson the last in terms of the ability. I think I, I think Robert Robertson's a smashing like a smashing player as a human being. I can't stand the guy. <laughs> just as a face, I just want to. Well, he's he's one of these shit house players. He likes yeah. to yeah. He, well, like, like Jamie Vardy's a shit house player, and I love him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then again, Jamie Vardy never wore a Liverpool shorts. So that's if Jamie Vardy wore a Liverpool, shirt. I'd, I'd hate the guy. I would hate him. <laughs> I swear to God, I'd hate him. But I don't. But yeah, like I'm I'm aware that I'm, I have. Rose tinted glasses on, or like, yeah, what's the opposite? Rose tinted mm. glasses. When I look at that, I think I do think Robinson's a great player. I think Shaw's a better player. Yeah, I think if you took push Shaw into that Liverpool team, I think he he's an improvement over Robinson. Yeah, Easy. Liverpool fans won't tell you that because they love Robbo, but I I agree in with terms that of opinion. ability. They're, they're never ever going to agree with that, but I'm gonna I'll die on that hill. Straight, yeah, straight up. who would who would he be? Who would he be? He'd be linking up with Diaz probably. Yeah, oh. or it would have been Mane the year like that Mane. the year they won the won the league. Like that's ridiculous, Sean Mane. Sorry, we have to stay on the game as well. And a special shout out to this guy because ever since he saved that penalty against Copenhagen, I actually, I actually have his, his league stats up there. Let's um, go, Andre Onana. Yeah, unbelievable last night. Um, the the save down to his left, and then he gets up, makes the second save. It comes off Maguire and. Kobe clears it off, off the line and thank God he did because I thought Maguire was phenomenal last night and if that had went down as an own goal you just know what the internet would have been Yeah, and I'm glad that it didn't. So, um, Ananas, that's 13 games. He has a save percentage of 78.8% which is fourth in the league. Oh, He's 51 saves which is second in the league. He has five clean sheets which is fourth in the league. He has plus 3.4 post shots expected goals. So I know we hate all that XG sort of jazz. So yeah. he's sec- second in the league for um, essentially what are expected to be goals and, mm. he, and he turns them over. Um, yeah, so it's 2.67 goals pre- prevented. He's second in the league for that. Um, got a lot of got a lot of got a flack. Probably rightly so. I think he had a really rough start. He saved that penalty and he turned it into a different beast. Richard, um, Richard Keyes, remember what Richard Keyes said? As if his opinion fucking matters. But... <laughs> I think he's. I think the goalkeeper's going to cost him. It's going to cost him massively. Yeah. You were right for the first few games, Richard. But but I also you've been proven wrong. I also have a stat before, here before Onana. I also have a stat here um, talking about um, you know the the rough start of the season. So last season, this this stage of the season last year, we were on twenty three points. We had seven wins. We had scored eighteen goals, conceded nineteen goals, and we were nine points off the top. This season, the exact same stage, we are 24 points, so one point better. We have eight wins, so one win better. We've scored 16 goals, so not scoring as much, but we have had injury problems, and obviously Ronaldo has changed. Um, Mm. We've conceded 16 goals, so we are not conceding as much, and we are six points off the top. So despite how bad it's been and how shit it's been... See, the Champions League games are just clouding over all of that. That's the problem. Yeah. I think Ten Hag I, I said it last week how he has weathered the storm with regards to how we're performing in the league it's just it's fantastic and he won't get the credit from from the media because the media are out to get them are out to get him and they want him and his coaching staff sacked he's done a fantastic job so far considering all the injuries we've had the key players we've had missing so 
all the naysayers, you know, fuck off. Eat. Put that in your pipe. And, yeah. If you are wearing a hat, take it off and eat it. Um, That's yeah. my opinion on that. He gets too much criticism, Ten Hag. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, put it this way, right? Name any, ma- any manager in, in, in the world. Like that, that's available. You're not going to go get Pep or Klopp or whatever. Mm. Think th- anybody. Do you honestly think they're going to do a better job in that dugout than Ten Hag has? No. No. And, and we, they're not. Like, and it's come to fruition. We talk about it on the podcast like quite a bit. The, the, the actual scale of the job that he's doing, plugging holes in this leaking ship uh, all the time. 100%. The Greenwood thing, the Anthony thing, the being hamstringed by the owners, not having money to spend, like, you know, only being able to spend X amount on X yeah. amount of marquee players. And he's working with a CEO who is so fuck even more incompetent than the previous CEO mm. of the club. Like Richard Arnold, you know, I'm my, I'm my, ciao, see you later, because he's done a terrible job. If this were it takes to be a CEO of Manchester United, I might whack my CV across. Oh, 100%, anybody do the job. He, like what he has been dealing with above him no manager can you know no man, every manager would a lot of managers would fold uh, they would ultimately fold with the incompetency that he's have had to deal I with I think the only above, I think the no. only other club we can think of that have a, a similar kind of thing not being bought over and, and run the way we are like that like when Pep left Barcelona that time it was over you know, arguments with the, with the board, and you can see Barcelona's yeah. trajectory after that. Yeah, the manner in which they were signing players, the money in which they were signing players, have to do all these levers in order to. Like, it wasn't save. Laporte; it was the other fellow who was in charge, wasn't it? Yeah, um, um, he's actually he's he's been he's CEO of United now, is he? No, no, <laughs> he um, he got himself into serious legal trouble. Yeah, but th- this is this club this president. I forget his name. What was his name? Bartomeu. Mm. Bartomeu did. Barcelona president. Yeah, he went nuts. Signed every fucking player. Yeah. And Laporta was the president before him. And Laporta has basically come in to steady the ship. Yeah. Get the spot, the Spotify deal, which I think is a bit crazy, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. You but, know, the, but, but if you want to get married in the new camp... Oh, it's gone now, actually, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, they were hosting weddings there. <laughs> no, they were. Seriously, you could have your wedding reception in the new camp. That That's how desperate Barcelona were. Who would you... Would you be pro-Barca or pro-Real Madrid? Just, a, just on the weddings thing, um, I'm after finding a, like, must have been an old PowerPoint presentation of <laughs> weddings at the Canada. <laughs> a PowerPoint. <laughs> Will we go through some of it? Go on. Yeah, please do. All right. Services included for free for all weddings held <laughs> at the Camp Nou. Welcome to the guests. A glass of cava at pitch level. Exclusive photo session for the bride and groom in the With most messy. significant <laughs> part of the stadium. The presidential <laughs> box, the press room, the players' tunnel, the benches and the field of play. Personalised message of congratulations on video scoreboards. Parking as well. <laughs> because they're very special. <laughs> like that. The parking, just, just get that in there, little deal sweater at the end. Oh, scraping the barrel, eh? You could have weddings for in different areas for fitting 70 guests or 750 guests. Now, who's having a wedding of 750 people? I don't know, but... No. Who's getting married at a football stadium? <laughs> if you convince a if, wedding of seven hundred and fifty, I've never. If you, no matter what stadium it is, if every stadium in the world on this, if you can convince your missus to let you get married in a football stadium, like, <laughs> that's a lot you win in itself, bro. Oh, we have costs as well. Costs. Oh, here we go. How much is it? So for the foundation lounge, just the lowest to the to the highest. So the foundation lounge, you could have between 
25 and 50 people, it costs 1,600 euro. 1,600 euro? Yeah. Damn. Now that's to rent the the lounge on its own. Okay. So I don't know. I don't. That doesn't it's obviously. Probably, doesn't probably not getting food for that. And yeah, between food three, between I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> between yeah. three hundred and a thousand people in the grandstand hall, you're paying thirteen thousand five hundred. It's not bad. And then food, not, that's really not bad. And then banquets from ninety five euro. I assume that's per person. Mm. Actually, say that, but um, yeah. So from ninety-five euro per person, although that's the lowest, you actually get loads of them here. You can get one for one hundred and twenty per person as well. That's obviously different set menus and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's the weddings at the camp now. Yeah. Oh, and to actually get married there, um, you would pay eight between eighteen hundred and two thousand four hundred euro. That really isn't bad at all. But that's just for the ceremony. So you add then the rental of the hall. Yeah, yeah. Paying for not, the food on top of that. But it's not that. bad still. It's not, not too bad. Not too anyway. bad. I still wouldn't be getting married in the new camp. No. I'd be lucky if I got married at all, let alone at the new camp. Why? Which just, yeah, it is what it is, you know. And Solskjaer has won it. <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> yeah. The stadium is... Like, you, do, you do it the opposite way around. So instead of <laughs> you standing at the top and then the bride walking up to you, She's standing at the corner flag and you slide in on your knees <laughs> like soldier. Yeah, like soldier, yeah. <laughs> oh, as well, for an extra thousand euro, you can get the actual team bus to pick you up at the church. And bring oh, fuck off. <laughs> Lads, do you know what? It means fuck all because the new camp has been demolished. So let's move on to the next topic. 1,100 yeah. euro, 1100 euro for a DJ. For a DJ. Fuck that. Bring me on karaoke machine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> get, get belters only. Get belters only. Yeah. But yeah, so back to, back to the footy, back to United. Um, yeah, so to summarise last night's game, uh, on, honestly, being completely honest, I thought we were going to get slapped about 2-0. So did I. I thought, well, if Garnacho didn't score in the manner in which he scored, we probably would have. Mm. They they grew into the game and they mounted serious pressure in, in that first half, right up the half. Time. I had a feeling they'd come back and, and, and beat me, us even. Me, yeah, me too. I honestly did. Um I got a text off one of the, one of the lads day before yesterday saying, "What do you reckon for the game?" I goes, "They're going to be out for blood. They want revenge after the points deduction." I says, yeah. "And we're we're going to be in the brunt end of it." I said, "It'll be a two 0 Yeah. Um. And obviously, look, luckily, it didn't. Um, yeah. Because for them, it was kind of there was it was a cup final vibe there, wasn't it? Yeah. Big uh, you know, siege mentality. Cup final, the fans were right behind them, holding up the. I think the referee the done red, the red uh, paper. I think the referee done done quite well. I think Ashley Young could have saw saw red. Offered the challenge in the box. Yeah, um, he was already on a yellow card, and I, and I think if he wasn't on a yellow card, he'd have got a yellow card for the for the pen. And the ref was just, the ref was never going to send one of them off unless it was like oh, I mean. Yeah, we're not his biggest fan. Marshall wasn't too bad. But you, you he wasn't. He you, was quiet. You, you in the you, he was quiet yeah. in the first half. I he think, was. I think in the second half he he got into the game a little bit more. I thought his whole of play was quite well. Um, he took the goal very very Sublime well. Sublime finish, um, wasn't it? Even winning the penalty, the his first touch from from Bruno, like th- this is something that you just can't teach kids. That first touch on the outside of the f- of the foot, knowing that the defender is here, yeah. placing his his body in between ball mm. ball and defender. If Young doesn't touch him, that's a goal. Yeah, because his force touches out of his feet, and and he's just sliding it in the corner. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And, and that's something that just comes naturally to to, to people. I, I honestly thought he was very, very, very good. Um, 
I thought overall, I thought I think some, someone mentioned it with with the hot take, which I'll get to in one minute. Um, the uh, he, he said the team was quite balanced, and I thought I thought that was Derek, was it? Yeah, Derek is an avid listener of this podcast. And, yeah, um, I don't know. Are we okay to say it? Derek his hot take no no his hot take what we what we spoke about earlier yeah yeah go on we'd love to get him on we'd love to get Derek on because yeah, he's absolutely. hilarious he made a comment a couple of weeks ago when I put up my picture with um, Vince McMahon <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> in that picture if you've seen that picture he uh, said uh, Vince looks like he was uh, styled by Damien and you look like you were styled by Ricky Gervais <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get Derek on. He's, 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 he, he is very funny. So, so now getting towards our hot take, right? Before we go and pick our, <laughs> our um, do we have a left back or centre backs this week for our eleven? I think we're um, left back. We done Gary Neville last week, so we've left backs now. But we'll just get Irwin out of the way, so we'll do centre backs. Oh, you know, we did left back. We said Irwin. Yeah, we, yeah. we agreed on. Yeah, Irwin. so centre back. So before we get to that, um, it's a hard one. We'll do, we'll do Derek's hot take, right? So Derek said, in 07, 08, Owen Hargreaves was better than Skulls or Kane yeah. ever walked. So to say that again, <laughs> Derek with full fucking chest <laughs> said, Owen Hargreaves in 07, 08, that season was a better season than Skulls or Kane ever had. I can tell you now, right? In that second leg at Juve, when when Kane got a yellow card and scored two goals, that second half was about a season that Owen Hargreaves had in his entire career. That's a nuclear hot take. Like that hot take is gasoline all over. That's not even a hot it's take. Nuclear. That's that's, just, that's not even a hot take. That's, that's just playing wrong. That's what it is. It's that's, just, what it's, that's just Derek. I love you and all. Like he goes, like I, I sent back. You know, you know the gif of Mourinho sitting in the dugout. The Oppenheimer <laughs> right? of hot takes. He goes, <laughs> I stand by you. Scholes, unbelievable player. Kino, the same. But Hargreaves that season has had a, had as good of a season as Scholes I can now, ever had. Now, and then I he goes, hold on, hold on. He goes, he even wore wristbands. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> and I, then he goes, <laughs> he, he goes, we're them to the Melbourne Cup next year. You said, Trent. If I was the manager, he'd got stopped off if he was wearing wristbands. We're not going out there with them things on you. Get out. Derek, if you're interested, we'd love to have you. Oh, I, pod, I actually swear to God, man. Some of your. Some of your uh, replies to our tweets have just been absolute gold. Yeah, it is. It's like uh, your proper sarcastic humour. Just dry. Love that dry humour. I love that dry humor. He's, he's dry so bit. funny. Um, oh. About his comment, I completely disagree with it, but Hargreaves was integral to that midfield anytime he did play that season. He was fantastic. Oh, you... The free kick against Arsenal. Oh, I was just about to say. The free kick against Fulham. He was a workhorse. And it was such a shame. Like when you think everyone when you think of Owen Hargreaves, ah, terrible shame. Hampered by injuries. Mm. He was a quality player. Anytime. Oh, he, yeah. he never had one bad game. I actually I actually think he's one of the few players that we signed that we should have signed earlier. Oh, Ferguson. Way earlier. Ferguson had been look Ferguson was looking at him about four or five years bef- before we signed him. And that shows his quality when his when his corner club wouldn't let him go. Yeah. Dave, yeah. They loved him at Bayern. 
it is a shame. He went to play for City as well. But I think he kind of... That was, City just signed him as a PR thing. I think so. Oh, 100%. Here, did he even make an appearance? Do you know who I adore? And I wish, I wish we had signed him earlier. And I love the way he just supports us on social media. Bastian Schweinsteiger. Oh my God, yeah. For I, someone who spent such the, a short time at the club, he absolutely is he fascinated. Then he loves, loves it. Man. Loves United. Which is mad to see, isn't it? It's mad. Isn't like it a mad? legend like that and he just... Uh, Byron, like he should be cheering on Byron. Yeah. Instead, he's tweeting about United and how well they're playing. Yeah. Like, he loves he loves United. I wish I wish we had signed him a little earlier. What a um, player. Right, so we'll go... Centre-back. Our weekly team-built centre-backs. Stam and Rio. Stam and Vidic. Rio and Vidic. Does Brucey get a show? Like... Yeah, you have to, you have to, um, you know, give a bit of acknowledgement to to Bruce and Pallister. Absolutely, they, like they were catalysts in, in transforming United from from one era to another. One hundred percent. I think Pallister was the better player of the that better player. Two. I, I agree there. He was phenomenal. He how tall is Pallister? Six five or something? Yeah, unit. an absolute unit of a thing. He was such a solid defender. You know. And could, could, actually, and could actually play football. He could play football. Yeah, he was unbelievable. So and he, I don't think I, I, I act, it is a shame he doesn't get enough credit. I don't think he does either. But there's yeah. a lot of recency bias there. If we're dealing with a lot of fans that wouldn't have been around back then, football wasn't as easily as as, as accessible. We like we don't get to see as many games as we do now. And, yeah. Um. So there's, there's you know there's all all those those reasons. But yeah, f- absolutely phenomenal player. Yeah. Hard to look past Rio and and Vidic. It is very hard to look past the two of them because of how they complemented each other yeah. as a centre-back pairing with, with Vidic essentially just that bulldozer at the back. Yeah. You know. And then I said, I said, I did a gig at Rio a few weeks ago in Grosvenor House and I did it in the impression to him. I said, you know, listen, the manager, what he did at the back was the dirty work and I was the Rolls Royce <laughs> and he allowed me to be that way. <laughs> very much like Kobe Mainu and Bruno Fernandes yesterday. You know, so. But it, that's Ferdinand isn't it just impressive how he can just turn it on and off though let's be real Ferdinand <laughs> Ferdinand thrived but playing alongside Vidic he was also unbelievable um, even before that when he was with West Ham and Leeds but and it did I think it took for I think it took Rio maybe a season or two to kind of find his feet when he got his cornrows when him and Wes Brown got the cornrows, that was game over. <laughs> when Rio came out there in those white total 90 boots and cornrows, yeah, it was game over. when he scored that header against Liverpool. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and then the other one, you know, when he, he takes it down, oh. Roy slaps it in with the left. That was such a well-taken goal. Ridiculous. That was one of my favourite United-Liverpool games. I know yeah. we only beat them 2-0, but we just outclassed them in every single way yeah. in that game. It was the manner. We got Rio and Vidic. Hard to look past them. I mean, there's shouts for it, but I think Yap Stam is. I mean, there's shouts for Stam and Pallister. There is. But again, we've never seen them play together. So, are we going Rio and Vidic because we know how good they are together? Or are we going Stam and Pallister? I don't think Stam and Pallister complement each other the same way Rio mm. and, and Vidic do. I don't, th- I don't think anybody does. I don't think any. Maybe Stam and Janssen as a, as a partnership. I think Ronnie Janssen is criminally underrated. So underrated. Loved Ronnie Janssen. Criminally underrated. When he boy. played for United, he was fantastic. Yeah. So I think we'll go Vidic and Yeah, I think we do and and, Rio. and do you know why? Um that the the season after we won the double, oh eight oh nine season, where we went on that run where we didn't concede a goal for so and so many games mm. 
and it was like a record breaking stat with Van der Sar playing behind them. They were just they were phenomenal as a, as a centre back pair in that season, and I yeah. think that achievement alone, for me, in my opinion and your opinion, puts Rio and Vidic as our two centre backs. Yeah, so that time. that brings us up to that's our back five sorted. Van der and Gaul, Neville, Rio, Vidic, Erwin. Yeah. Right, and then next week we'll we'll move into, into the midfield. So someone else tweeted actually, um, I can't remember who tweeted. It's down a bit. So someone asked um, about doing the the all time eleven. Said that we should try the worst eleven. The worst eleven. Now before going on here, we did actually talk about this and how it could be perceived as us, you know, kind of having a dig at a few players. Um, but then as we actually started to think about it, we actually found out that there's probably some players that are going to get mentioned that don't deserve to be. Mm. That they boy are no by no means the worst players that I've ever played for the club. Some of them are actually very good players, but they just weren't the best players in that particular position. I think you got to mention the flops as well. Some and of the, the flops, some of the, the, the the big boy flops. Exactly right. So in goal, are we we're doing this whole? Yeah, we'll do the whole team right now. In goal, easy. You know what I'm. Toibi. Yeah, Toibi. Easy. It was that Chelsea game when when they they slapped us and then the ball going through his legs. Yeah, and I think Mark Bosnich may be a close second. I remember the hype around Bosnich when we signed him. Yeah. And then he went to Chelsea and then got sacked on a drugs charge, remember that? Yeah. Um, so Toibi and goal, right back. Yeah. I'm, I mentioned reluctantly Wes Brown. I think Wes is a, oh. I think Wes is a smashing player. No, you can't. He did the assist for Ronaldo in the Champions League final. He, he can't. <laughs> he can't be mentioned there. And you can't put John O'Shea there either because he was no. brilliant. John O'Shea, nutmeg Lewis Figo. Jo- yeah. John O'Shea was fantastic. John O'Shea, I'm going to go on record here. John O'Shea is the greatest footballer. We haven't had a bad right back. So you could maybe pigeonhole Valencia in there. Oh, yeah. I I said Valencia, but I also said Darmian. Okay, yeah. I I think, considering Valencia was a winger and turned into a right back, and I think Darmian is actually a full back, and Valencia Mm. was better than him, I think we'll go Darmian. I think Darmian. Matteo Darmian is right back. Centre backs. It's a tough one as well. William Prunier. Yeah, million pound signing. Flop. And uh, I know there's there's someone here that we're missing. Right. Hot take. Varane. Varane. I thought he was good. I don't think he's lived up to the price tag or the hype. I don't think he's lived up to the price tag or the hype. And now he's whinging that he's not on the sideline. He's looking for a way out. All these rumours. I mean, yeah. I mean, in terms of overall, overall, like in terms of his career, he's ridiculous. But in terms of his United the thing, career, like, players from the '80s that are probably woeful. Yeah, but they—that's beyond—that's beyond their time. We I know, we, I know, we, I know. We, we can't go, we can't go too far back. We need to know players that we've actually lads, seen play. Lads, Phil Jones. Oh, I know you were gonna. I knew someone was gonna say. Oh, do you know what? I I, I feel bad for Phil Jones. Marcus Rojo, if you're looking for another one. I go, I couldn't have a soft spot for Rojo as well. I do because yeah, he was such a how that guy never got sent off. Lunatic joke. Guy was a lunatic. Right, he never right. got sent off. He's no red card. I don't think he's ever been sent oh, off being with. If Var, Andrew, was can like, you can you look? Var wasn't around then. Um, there's one of those two foots that he like. <laughs> oh my dear lord! He's like a cruise missile going in for the tackle and nothing. Do you know what? And I do, it's I, I I Phil Jones. I kind of I have a soft spot for him with regards to how. He was affected mentally, you know, playing for the club. But the fact that he was like 
injured for like five years solid. Five years. Actually, right. So going on, on this, I know you said Pruna, right? So we, we picked Rio and uh Vidic for the reason of how good they are as a pairing. So do we go smallings and John for how poor they were as a as a as a pairing? Because there was a stat well, at one point, there was a stat at one point that were they were part of that Europa League winning squad? Yeah, but there was also a Premier League stat at one point that Phil Jones and Chris Mons had scored more goals against the Hay than any striker in the league had. <laughs> so, like, I mean, if I go on partnerships, I think. But then Smallins went to went to, uh, went to Roma. Roma, and then he looks brilliant. He like. looks great. Right, so we'll Mourinho go, loved Smalling. We'll go Pruna and reluctantly Phil Jones of yeah. a soft spot for Phil Jones but I think okay in there left back I said uh, Butner Alexander Butner he's but in I'm our I'm sure he, there's someone else he's there. in our worst 11 I'm sure there's someone else who's just as bad oh Butner was pretty pretty poor but he still he still has that goal and he still has one more Premier League medal than Steven Gerrard so he does indeed Daily Blind Telles wasn't too good Telus was awful. Yeah, so awful. I forgot he existed until you just mentioned them now. Yeah. There you go. I'll, do you know what? I'll, I'll put Telus in there ahead of Butner, considering Butner scored uh, an important goal in that yeah. season and has a medal. Yeah, considering all the kind of... The hype. The hype and praise. I think the best thing that Alex Telus did was give Luke Shaw a route up the hole and Luke Shaw became yeah. a better player once he again. He scored a lovely volley though. That was the only thing. Um, Telus. I'm putting Telus right, there. Telus in there. Uh, sent the mids. Cleverson and Jemba Jemba. Jemba Jemba and Cleverson. No show for Pogba? No. No, no, no. He's no, too no. good. He's, no, no, he's no. too good of a footballer. No, no, listen, listen. Regardless, regardless of his tenure at United, he's too good of a footballer it's, it's to be. Time, it's time for a rare occurrence where Al gives Pogba a bit of praise. That season where Ollie took over, he was our best player by a couple Oh, yeah. The, the COVID, it, it, during COVID. Pogba was during, a during COVID, that Pogba was a 18, joke during, season, during just, COVID just after the World Cup he was unbelievable unplayable when he wants to be when he wants he's, to be he's too good to be in that team as a technical no, footballer no you can't you yeah. can't and he's you know he's he's won the he's won the World Cup he's won the World Cup and he's won a few trophies what did he win with us he won the Europa League with us he won the League uh, Cup and that was it I think yeah you but know, he's won he's so. won he's won a few things at Juve he didn't so. win the FA Cup just if, you're, if you're thinking about that, that was 2016, just before he arrived. Jemba, 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 Jemba and, Cleverson. and Cleverson. Especially Cleverson came with so much hype as a World Cup winner. Oh, man. We thought we were getting a player there and he was dirt. He, they're calling so him we'll go, we'll Ronaldo we, and everything. Will we go 4 4 2 or 4 3 3? 4 4 2. 4 4 2, right? So, right winger? Um, Bebe. Ooh, yeah. And left wing? Oh, Orbiton. <laughs> there might be a few. There might be a few bad ones. Oh my god! Right. That's so midfield. Do you know it? what? <laughs> Hold on oh, for a hang sec. Hang on a sec. <laughs> hang on a minute here. Fucking Di Maria and Sanchez are getting away with murder here. This is why I asked for a four-three three, bro. <laughs> you want three midfielders? Oh, so where would you put Di Maria? And because he did play central midfield. So if I was to go four-three three. Like the big money flops need to be spoken about. This is what I mean. So if you if you were to go four three three, your front three would be Di Maria, Sanchez, and then someone else. Then put Bebe on the right. Definitely keep Bebe. Bebe, Albertan, Veron. Oh now again, he's too. Te- he's technically too good to go in there. The same and way you're part, part of a title winning squad. And he was he was good. 
he was good. I think he was just signed at the wrong time because he was. We, he was we, in that Lazio team managed by Sven Goran Eriksson, yeah. and I remember before he arrived, people were saying he was as good as Zidane. That's what I remember people. But saying. I also remember him going to Chelsea and being very good. He was good at Chelsea. Yeah, highly talented player. Yeah, just didn't work out. Just, too much of a packed midfield. Too much quality in there for him to break yeah. in. They're trying to compete with Paul Scholes. Yeah. And 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 Kane. And then you can't go out right because you're competing with Bex. You yeah. can't go out left because you're competing with Giggs. Midfield of Bebe, Gemma Gemma, <laughs> Cleverson, Auburton. No, Di Maria. Fuck him. Okay, Di Maria. And Di Maria, if you ever listen to this... It's a snake. Auburton's Aub- 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 a better player than you will ever be. I don't, Do you know what? I don't care about your woke-up middle. Elsewhere, he was... Just an unbelievable player at Real Madrid. At, for Argentina. Uh, Argentina. Where was he? PSG as well. Yeah. He played in Italy for a spell. Didn't he? He was a, he's at Juve. He's at Juve. I don't think he's at Juve currently. I think he's gone back to Benfica. He's back at Yeah, he is back at Benfica. He's back at Benfica. He's back at Benfica. One of the best players in the last decade. But oh, at United, he's unbelievable. At United, he was shy. Shit. He was shit. And when we bought him, I thought, we have a player. Oh, the game against QPR, 4 0. Yeah. I thought, here we go. One of those, yes, one of those. It was like a Van Persie moment. One of the many dozen, the dozens of moments in the last decade where United are back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we absolutely weren't. Um, so, front two. David Bellion. Yeah. Pace Merchant. <laughs> Usain Bolt. David Bellion. Yeah, David Bellion. Dong. Dong. My heart breaks for El Bellion and Dong. That's some team. So do you want to go back from, from top to bottom? There's a few other strikers I'm thinking like Go on Oh I don't know Like Falcao Breaks my heart I loved him He was such an unbelievable Yeah But but we only We got him on a loan We didn't pay huge money for him Yeah and we got him We got him in the toilet of his career He was coming to the end of his career We we didn't get the Falcao That was at really. Atletico and stuff You know, It wasn't He was about 27 The problem was He had, yeah, but he's, he had that injury This is what I mean like that, Was it a knee injury? Um, it, was a, it was a terrible injury At Atletico so our worst our worst eleven of all time, Toivi and Goal, Darmian, Prunier, Prunier, Jones, and uh, who do we have at left back? Uh Teles. Uh, Alex Teles. A midfield of Bebe, Cleverson, Jemba Jemba, and Angel Di Maria, and a front two of David Bellion and Dong. Dong. What a team. They are finishing. 17th in the league. Oh, who do you put in the dugout? Oh, manager. Oh, who do you put in the dugout? <laughs> Van Gaal. Moyes. Moyes. Oh, Moyes. Moyes, it has to be. Van Gaal, we won the FA Cup at Van Gaal. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? It was just, it was, Do you know what? I speak about Van Gaal in such a selfish manner. Like, I was so happy when he was when he's the manager because my my social content was flying at that point. I could do loads of Van Gaal stuff. Mm. He was heavily reliant on promoting the young players into that. I'll agree with you there. Risks like the risk he took in bringing Rashford into the into the fold against Mitchelland. Was it Mitchelland in the Europa League? Yeah. And then the following to play game on the Arsenal. Sunday to play him against Arsenal. Van Gaal took those. It was mental. His football at times was so fucking bland, mm. but at the same time. He loved promoting young players into the squad. I can't. Ralph Ranrick in the dugout. Well, you know, it could be Ralph Ranick. That's my impression of him. 
poor fellow was had a squad of players that were just down in tools. Don't give a rat's he was But sure. you know what? Yeah, he wasn't that good. He but he's doing all right at Austria now. What does that tell you? It's Austria, bro. <laughs> like, what is what is. Who else? Let's put there? another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a lovely accent. <laughs> Australia? Austria. <laughs> what is, what <laughs> is, what is saying? <laughs> what is saying? What, what's it when he's, uh, he's, he's trying to find their name? Swanee, Swanson, Samsonite. Samsonite. <laughs> Samson. Or when he's uh, when they when they actually get the Aspen, he's like, "Well, just take like a dollar, and we'll put it back." And then they walk in in a Ferrari and the fucking suits and everything. One of the best ones as well was when they were speeding on the fucking highway, and the cop, Paulo, it's recording it. No, thanks for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd be the first to say that one. That's one of my favorite scenes of any cinema ever. Or or when they're on the moped, you had an extra pair of gloves. <laughs> This entire time, yeah. we're in the yeah. Rockies. <laughs> it's Jim Carrey's face. <laughs> Fucking quality. Ah, uh, we need a second podcast on just films. Well, my favorite, my favorite comedy series is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, I just think Larry David is—he's the pinnacle of comedy for me. He's just so funny, and the way he takes the piss out of everything—everything everything is a satire. Mm-hmm. So you it's know, like being a United fan. It's like being a United like fan. The pinnacle of comedy and everything is satire. <laughs> I think one of the funniest Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes was one of the recent ones where he um, decided to wear a Make America Great Again hat. And he wasn't, he's not even a, you know, a supporter of Donald Trump, but he wore the hat in public restaurants so he could, so he could get the best seats in restaurants and bars. (laughs) He'd just, he'd pop up and put the hat on and people would walk away. Insane. <laughs> oh, wearing the MAGA hat. Sorry, it's just so funny. Anyways, as as usual on this podcast, we go off on tangents and tangents. But I like it that way. Tangents was it should feel like I just sitting in the pub with two plebs talking about shit. Do you know what we should cover? We should cover an episode like famous Manchester United fans. So we have Al Foran, <laughs> <laughs> Damien Broderick. <laughs> I'm about as famous as fucking Carol's Ham or something, bro. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not famous at all. Um, yeah. Next week. Next week, we'll dive into famous <laughs> fans. Well, next week, we could be heartbroken because we've Galatasaray away on Wednesday, half five kickoff, and then at eight o'clock on Saturday, we're up, in up St. James's James. <laughs> for, for Eddie Howe, the driver, dagger into the heart. They have an in... They've... Fairly depleted squad with injuries. Yeah, so like, do you ever see in, you know, speaking of films and all, you know, in Troy, right? The, oh, and the, what a film, right? Great movie. And the two armies come up and he said, look, oh, instead of us bashing all you new battles, like, you get your best man, we'll get our best man. Yeah. And then we'll call it a day, yeah? I honestly think that's what United and, and Newcastle should do. There's <laughs> so just a risk any further injury. I reckon we just play one. Just play a game of heads and volleys. Right, it? that's a great idea. Game of heads and volleys. Right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up. We'll turn off the mic and we'll continue talking. That's about a teaser it. for our separate podcast where we talk about films. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't. I actually don't have time for another podcast. <laughs> 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 but anyways, this has been. The Ganacho episode, episode seven, 17 of The Unwitted Way, the Nanny, the Daily Blind, the Raymond Van der Gaal. But we bypassed all those short numbers and we said it is the 
Garnacho episode. I've been Damien Broderick. He's been Al Foran. And uh, thank you, Andrew, for stepping in. Andrew Louth, thank week, you for stepping in this um, week. To produce great, our episode. Great to have you back. Um, yeah. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully it was a little bit more cheery than all the previous episodes on my mm. two miserable bastards because we just got slapped around. But tune in next week where we'll be two miserable bastards because we got slapped around. <laughs> for the Paul Scholes episode. <laughs> yes, the one and only. See you later, yeah. folks. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.